the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. Am I willing to pause and say, are you going to be involved in this? If it's going to be a fight, it's going to be a fight. Amen? See, some of us want to avoid the fight. It's not about avoiding the fight. It's about just getting God in the fight. is your dependence on the Lord? Is it only in the big matters of life, or do you depend upon Him for everything? Is your life built on Christ and nothing less than His righteousness? Hello and welcome to Times of Refreshing from The Well, a community church with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. Today, we have a message entitled Inquiring of the Lord, and basically what we're looking at is the ability to trust in and look to God for all the answers to all the questions and problems that we have. Join us for today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. Our teacher and pastor now, here's Napoleon Kaufman. Acts chapter 16, verse 1 on down to 10. And this afternoon, I want to talk to you all about inquiring of the Lord. Inquiring of the Lord. The word inquiring, we're going to see this in the other scriptures that we're going to go to. The word inquiring or to inquire in the Hebrew, it simply means to ask. It simply means to ask, to ask a question, to ask a question. Sometimes as we're going through life, life can come at us from different speeds. And as a result of that, we make hasty decisions or we make decisions or there's confusion or there's doubt. There's unbelief. We know, but then we don't know. We, should we or shouldn't we? There's different things and decisions that we have to make all the time. And one of the things that's good is when we read this Bible, it's good to know that we have someone called the Holy Spirit who is with us who leads and guides us into all truth. And if we would be willing and ask him, he will give us the information that we, that we need in life. And I think one of the things that happens to all of us sometimes is we get impulsive, we get impatient, we get a little bit fidgety, or we allow fear and different things of that nature to get us off course. When if we would just wait on the Lord, that God would answer our questions. Amen? And I think this is important for all of us as we're growing, as we're maturing. I know it is for me, is learning how to just wait on the Lord, discern, and then just to ask God. To ask God, to ask the Spirit of God, what should I do? How should I do it? When should I do it? Is it the timing? Should I wait? Should I go? These are things that if we would just simply do this, we could avoid a lot of trouble. Amen? Acts chapter 16, we see the apostles, Paul and Silas, journeying out, getting ready to allow God to use them. And, and in this particular passage of Scripture, we see as they're on this missionary journey, they're, they're seeking some, some direction. They're trying to go in a direction. And we're going to see here this dynamic between the apostles and, and the Holy Spirit and this dynamic that I think all of us should have 
as we're seeking to advance the kingdom and, and in some cases just be obedient to whatever it is that God wants us to do. And so it says here, it says here in verse 1, it says, Then he came to Derbe and Lystra, and behold, a certain disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a certain Jewish woman who believed, but his father was Greek. He was well spoken of by the brethren who were at Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted to have him, Timothy, go on with him. And he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in that region. For they all knew that his father was Greek. And as they went through the cities, they delivered to them the decrees to keep, which were determined by the apostles and the elders at Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and increased in number daily. Now, when they had gone through Phrygia and the regions of Galatia, they were forbidden by who? They were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the who did not permit them. So passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. And so we see very clearly here, Apostle Paul, along with his, his company, are on this journey. They want to get the gospel. So they're wanting to do a good thing. But wanting to do a good thing is not always enough. We've got to do the God thing at the God time. Can I have an amen? And sometimes in our lives, we find ourselves seeking God or, or wanting to do something good. Saints, let me say this. We cannot do things for God solely based on a feeling, solely based on emotion. Because you can be doing something that is good, but you can be wrong for doing it at that time. Listen to what happened to these men of God. And so it is very important that all of us cultivate, develop, establish, and in some cases reestablish an intimacy with the person called the Holy Spirit. Because ultimately, He is the one who is going to lead us, going to guide us, going to direct us, going to give us what we need to have success. And so all of us here, we need to cultivate this relationship. The Holy Spirit, he is so important that Jesus did not start his ministry until the Holy Spirit fell upon him. The Holy Spirit came upon the Lord Jesus Christ, empowered him, gave him everything that he needed to accomplish the task that he had. And when this first century church was started, understand that Jesus said, tarry in Jerusalem. Why? Because there's, the Holy Spirit is going to empower you to do what I'm asking you to do. And I, sometimes we think it's just ministry in terms of, you know, us doing something powerful and healing the sick. Saints, on a practical level, the Holy Spirit wants to lead and guide you and give you wisdom on your, in your life. Amen? When you're on the job and everybody else is confused about a situation or a problem, the Holy Spirit, He's there to give you insight and the wisdom that comes from God. So we've got to think about this. Jesus' ministry was powerful. Because he was sensitive to the influence of the Holy Spirit of God in his life. And the Spirit of God rested upon him. He was empowered by the Holy Spirit. And so for all of us as a church, woe be it to any church that does not embrace the influence of the Holy Spirit in their midst. We need the Word of God. 
I love the Word of God. You guys know how I feel about the Word of God. But at the end of the day, you can't even understand the Word of God if you don't have the Spirit of God. Amen. Come on, look at your neighbor and tell them you better ask somebody. A lot of times we, wanna, we, we got this knowledge thing. We want to figure it out and we want to do it in our minds. But the Holy Spirit, he causes the word of God to come alive. So it's just not something that's just a book, a history book. It becomes a book of life to you. It becomes life to you. And it's the Holy Spirit. He's the one who gives us this. Well, Apostle Paul, he developed an intimacy with the Holy Spirit. He's trying to do something right. But we see very clearly as he's trying to do something right, that in verse 6 it says, When they had gone through Phrygia and the regions of Galatia, they were forbidden by who? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was saying, uh-uh, stop. See, a lot of times we don't realize what they were doing was a good thing. But was it Spirit-led? Sometimes, a lot of times people minister out of their emotion or their feeling or their, their compulsive there's human need, and a lot of times we'll respond to human need solely based on an emotion or a feeling instead of being led by the Holy Spirit. Jesus is sitting there in front of all these people that are lame, impotent, can't move, pull a Bethesda. He goes there and he sees them all laying there, heals one person, one. We would have been, oh Lord, save them all. Jesus said this one. What I'm saying is, is that for us, saints, we've got to realize we want to be spirit-led, even when it comes to our emotions. Jesus was moved with compassion, but it was under the influence of the Holy Spirit. These guys want to go into Asia. They want to go into these regions. But the Bible says, it's amazing to me, they want to go in there, and the Holy Spirit it says he forbid them from going. He stopped them. But, I love it, they were sensitive to the influence of the Holy Spirit, so they were able to discern, this isn't God. A lot of us would have been binding the devil, rebuking and calling down fire from heaven. But it's amazing how he just, they knew that the Holy Spirit, that was okay, the Holy Spirit said don't do that. This is the mindset that we've got to develop, saints, where we're led by God, where we're intimate with the Holy Spirit, so we're able to discern that everything, every blockage that you have in your life is not the devil. Sometimes, sometimes just the Holy Spirit saying, I'm just forbidding you for doing that right now. It's a good thing just right, right now. And so we have to be prayerful, we have to be sensitive, and we have to learn to inquire, to inquire of the Holy Spirit. He says not only that, but this is good, because he says in verse 7, after they had gone to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but look what it says, but the Spirit did not permit them. So now they're just trying to, fit, trying to find their way, and sometimes our lives are like that. We're trying to find our way. But saints, we have to become more and more intimate with the Spirit of God, so we know just because God shuts one door, it doesn't mean He doesn't have another door for you to go through, amen? It just means that for whatever reason, and let me say this to you, you don't have to know the why. I don't know why he didn't want them to go to Asia. I don't know why. I don't know. When I get to heaven, I'll say, God, what happened? What happened, man? Paul, why didn't he let you go? I don't know. And you know what? I don't care. All I know is the Holy Spirit said, don't do it. Amen. And this is the, the lifestyle we've got to develop. Well, I don't have to know all the whys why God shut the door on me. Why did God shut the door on that? And why God wouldn't let me get involved in that? And why God said, okay, that job is done. Okay, now i got to open up another door for you. Get another job now. I don't have to know all the why. And why did y'all fire me? Y'all going to bind the devil. I'm calling the devil. You guys should have never fired me. God just saying, listen. You see how I went there? That's what, you see, that's my old, that's that old man. See, I wasn't raised in the church, y'all. But what happens is, 
We, we want to know all the whys and just instead of just saying, God, go ahead, keep leading me. We inquire of the Lord. Why? For direction now, for insight now, where we're we going now. These individuals have this type of intimacy with God. And so you see, they just plotted along and eventually God showed him, it's not this area, it's not that area. I've got a work for you to do in Macedonia. And so God gets detailed and shows them. But for a lot of us, when we fill one block or the next block, we think either we think it's the devil or in some cases we just think that maybe we're doing something wrong or, you know, instead of just saying, Holy Spirit, continue to lead me. Continue to lead me. Amen. This was their lifestyle of those who lived. This is a New Testament example of how we've got to learn to inquire of the Lord, be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, and let the Holy Spirit into our deliberations and into the discussion so he can give us insight into what we're supposed to do. Saints, don't be hasty. Don't knee jerk. Sit back, relax, and when you find yourself up against a wall, just inquire of the Lord. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you what you need to make the next step. We're on a journey with God. Amen? Now, from an Old Testament standpoint, there is a man who epitomizes this that I think is awesome. Just like Apostle Paul, it's a little bit different way, but it's the same concept that God wants to lead all of us. King David is a man who understood this, and as a result of this, we see him winning battle after battle after battle, simply because he was willing to stop in the midst of trouble, in the midst of heated situations, in the midst of pressure, in the midst of the world and adversaries. And I'm not talking about just spiritual forces, but literal people coming to bear down upon him and to kill him. But in the midst of it all, David was stopped, and the Bible said he would inquire of the Lord. First Timothy, First Samuel chapter 23. First Samuel chapter 23. We're going to read this down. First Samuel chapter 23, verse, verses 1 on down to 5. He would stop and simply just ask or inquire of the Lord. Look at verse, verse 1. It says here, then, then they told David, saying, Look, the Philistines are fighting against Kaila, and they are robbing the threshing floors. Therefore, David did what? Now, this is important. David here is here. We see in Keila, there is, they're robbing. This is serious. This is pressure. This is life. This is a disturbing situation. David didn't just get up, grab his sword, grab his men, and rush out into battle. He did not get emotional. He did not get you know, well, I'll say this. He did not allow his, his emotions to overcome him. Because I'm sure he, was emo he had emotion here, but he didn't allow his emotion to overcome him. And he goes out, and the Bible says the first thing he does when he hears about this is he stops. He pauses. And the Bible says, Then, therefore, David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go and attack these Philistines? Shall I do it? Is this something, is this the battle that you want me to fight? Do you want me to get involved in this? Is the, are you going to be involved in this if I get involved in this? And saints, we have to stop sometimes and do this in our lives. Not every battle that's going on around you does God want you to get involved in it. Amen. Can I have an amen? We got to stop and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? It says here in verse 2, 
Therefore David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go and attack these Philistines? And the Lord said to David, Go and attack the Philistines and, and save Keilah. But David's men said to him, Look, we are afraid here in Judah. How much more then if we go to Keilah against the armies of the Philistines? Now, this is another thing that we have to look at here in your life. There's going to be times when God has called you to go into the battle, but there's a barrier of fear, amen, that you may have to deal with on a certain level in terms of people that are around you. But you always have to go back to what did God say? What did God say? What did God say? This is the key. It says here in verse 4, Then David inquired of the Lord once again. He didn't allow those people's fear to be projected upon him. He simply went back to the one who charged him to go the first time. The Bible says once again, he inquired of the Lord. You guys are afraid? This situation looks tough? But let's go back to God one more time. What what is the Lord saying? What is he saying? Doesn't matter about the giants. Doesn't matter about the situation. Doesn't matter how dire it looks. It doesn't look how it doesn't matter what the situation looks like. At the end of the day, did God say go? And if God says go, you got to do what? Can I have an amen? This is the mindset that we got to start developing in our lives because we take time to inquire of the Lord. And then sometimes either people around us or even in our own hearts, we start getting confused or we allow other people's fear to get a hold of us and we stop doing what God asked us. What did God say? What did God say? It says here in verse 4, Then David inquired of the Lord once again, and the Lord answered him and said, Arise, go down to Keilah, for I will deliver the Philistines into your hands. Now watch this. And David and his men went to Keilah and fought with the Philistines, struck them, I like this, with a mighty blow. Mm, I like that. They struck him with a mighty blow and took away their livestock. So David saved the inhabitants of Keilah. And so for us, this is the same thing. You are going to have victory and success based on your response to God's command. Think about this. Victory and success based on your response to God's command. This is important. They had victory because they stayed in tune with God's purpose. And they got into God's purpose. How? By just inquiring of the Lord. A lot of people are, are, are experiencing unnecessary defeats because they didn't just pause and say, God, do you want me to do this? Unnecessary. Why? Because I just didn't pause. God's not obligated to endorse or to support your purpose. You're called according to you're called according to his purpose. My job is to fall in line with his purpose. He's not obligated to support my purpose because I can think of all kinds of stuff I'd like to do. Amen. But he's not going to put his stamp of approval on that. What God ordains, he sustains. But he's got to ordain it. We're going to see this here in a few minutes. He's got to ordain it. What happens is we start rushing off in the battle, getting involved in stuff, and God's sitting back and saying, hmm, that's a pretty good plan you got. Too bad it's not going to work. <laughs> Can I have an amen? Because you're not getting the victory over there because I'm not involved in that. This is what happened. We, unnecessary defeats because we don't just pause and inquire of the Lord. 
Or we inquire of the Lord and he doesn't answer now. So we just make up our own plan. Do you guys mind if I talk about this this afternoon? This is what happens though, saints. I mean, we have to stop and wait on the God who is leading us through life. We have to pause and stop and wait on the God who's leading us in life. Jesus, if you read the Gospels, he never was in a panic. Never in a panic towards this person. Even when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he wasn't in a panic. He knew this is where I'm supposed to be and this is the direction I'm supposed to go. This doesn't feel good right now, but I know this is where I'm supposed to be. He's never in a panic. He has people thronging him. He has people, the, the, the Pharisees and Sadducees, trying to trip him up in his words, following his ministry, trying to sow seeds of discord and to bring confusion, all kinds of stuff. He has the seas and the winds, people drowning, thinking they're going to drown on his boat. He has all this stuff going on. He comes into a city and the demoniac just comes and is screaming and cutting himself and comes in. I mean, all this stuff. But when you read the Gospels, you never get the sense that Jesus was was flustered. He was just simply being led by the power of the Spirit of God. And I think for us, it's the same thing. We can pause and just inquire. Jesus' parents try to get him to go up, and, and his brothers try to get him to go up to Jerusalem before his time. He says, my time is, this isn't my time, but your time is always ready. Lazarus dies, and Master, the one that you loveth, perish. See, <laughs> See when I first got saved, the, the, I used to read the King James. So I, I graduated to the new King James, but I still got that King James in me. Come up hither. Amen. But saints, this man, listen, Jesus is here and he could have, most of us would have ran over there right now. Oh, Lazarus, my buddy. Jesus waited till he was stinking in the grave. Why? Because of purpose. Purpose. He knew his father was not yet. You're going to get over there. But don't let all this emotion move you. Just wait. Can I have an Amen. It's the kind of lifestyle we want to live, saints, being led by the Holy Spirit. David would pause in the midst of pressure, and he would just inquire. He would inquire the Lord. Go to 2 Samuel chapter 5. We'll see another story here. And we're going to kind of get through this one a little faster, but I think we'll get the point here. Now look at this. Verse 17. Now when the Philistines heard that they had anointed King David king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David. And David heard of it and went down to the stronghold. Then the Philistines also went and deployed themselves in the valley of Raphaim. So David inquired of who? This is another one. There's a battle. There's a fight. There's a war. They're getting ready. They're mounting up, getting prepared. David doesn't panic. He doesn't rush off. He understands that he needs to be led by God, led by the power of God, led by the Spirit of God. He's there, and the Bible says he sees all this going on, and he did the simplest of things. He just stopped, and the Bible says he inquired of the Lord. What does God say? What does God say about this? They're, they're, trying, they're getting ready to try to take me out. What does God say? He says in verse 19, so David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, Go up. For I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hands. Once again, he realizes, I don't have any victory without you. I don't have any victory without you. I don't know if I'm going to win this battle if you're not. I won't win this battle if you're not with me. 
The most important person. And this is why we need the Holy Spirit. If God is with you, you guarantee victory. Can I have an amen? The question is, am I willing to pause and say, are you going to be involved in this? If it's going to be a fight, it's going to be a fight. Amen? See, some of us want to avoid the fight. It's not about avoiding the fight. It's about just getting God in the fight. And you're listening to Pastor Napoleon Kaufman here today on Times of Refreshing. Our desire is to see you grow in Christ through the daily ministry of God's Word. And as you take time to spend with us studying God's Word, we trust you are being encouraged in Christ. Questions, comments, prayer requests, as always, we love hearing from you. It means a great deal to us knowing that these programs are having their desired effect on your life, spurring you on in Christ, love, and good deeds. You can reach out to us by phone, 925 925- 292-7800, 925-292-7800, or write to us. Times of Refreshing, 2333 Nissan Drive, Livermore, California. The zip code is 94551. You're also welcome to visit our website, thewellchurch.net. It's a great place to visit if you would like information regarding who we are, where we meet, what we're about. Past sermons are available online there, as well as our online store. And you can even get connected with us there. Again, thewellchurch.net. Now, normally at this time, I would invite you to join us for worship here at The Well. But at least until May 1st, because of the COVID-19, we're not available to do that at this time. What we are available to do is invite you to join us on either our church app, at our website, thewellchurch.net, or on our YouTube channel for our weekly message at 1030. Pastor Napoleon will share a message from the Lord just like he used to with his program, Hope of Glory. And remember to be faithful as well during this time of challenge with your giving. You can give online through our website, through the church app, or by mail to the church office. And we are praying and standing on his truths during this time and remembering that God is in control and we're praying for you. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time, God bless. God bless.